Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Selena Resvani, author, consultant, and speaker, has returned, and I'm glad about it. Thank you for coming back to Go Deeper on Confidence. Your new book, Quick Confidence, provides a lot of good strategies for becoming more confident. And I want to talk about some of those strategies today. So welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me back. I'm happy to be here. If you guys don't know Selena Resvani, she's a powerful speaker. And I know that because I've been in the audience a couple of times. She's an insightful author. And in addition to quick confidence, she's the author of Pushback. She does a lot of workshops for leadership learning on LinkedIn too. So let's get to it. The last time you were here, you talked about the research you did for quick confidence. And today I wanna talk about another theme from the book, which is creating connections. You say that that's a part of developing confidence and a way of demonstrating confidence. So I want to know, what's the relationship between creating connections and confidence? Yeah, well, this is a great question because sometimes we think about confidence as, as only, you know, between you and you, that it's mm -hmm. this internal quality. But here's why it matters with connections. I think all of us have felt pressure at one point or another to appear smart, you know, especially when making a first impression, uh, yep. let me show what I know. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm a department manager and, and I'm inheriting a new team, right? There can be tremendous pressure to show our competence. But what we actually have learned from Harvard research is that people meeting you for the first time are most moved by understanding your warmth, experiencing your warmth first and your competence second. Second. Mm -hmm. So rather than feeling this pressure to connect and wow them with you know all that your brain holds, instead making a point to actively listen, you know, to take an interest in them. Um, to show some empathy if it's appropriate. For example, if, if someone's introducing themselves to me and saying uh, they have a territory of, of 12 different states in the U.S., I might say something like, wow, I imagine that's a lot to manage or to cover, right? Um, so there are so many ways we can reach out and connect with somebody, again, by empathizing, active listening, asking those genuine follow-up questions that we're curious about. You mentioned you started your career in software development. I'd really like to hear more about that. Mm -hmm. So, so I think this is a powerful reminder for those of us thinking about those first impressions. So when you're talking about connections, you're not just talking about networking. You're talking about something deeper. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking mm -hmm. about our um, relationships. Sometimes they're going to be shorter term relationships and, and not necessarily transactional, but uh, a, a one time meeting. What's funny is so, so often 
we realize the world is small. <laughs> yeah. And we 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 think <laughs> that that one off um that was so isolated, you know, is just that. And in fact, we we see that person again. We digitally connect with them later at another point. Um we find a mutual connection between yes. us. So I think it's important to really look at all of our connections, not just this strategic networking mindset, um, but even even Joanne, people we've mentored. Yes. Like there are yeah. so many forms of connections. Yes. So one of the other things that you talk about that I found really interesting is connections with your boss. Mm -hmm. I know that that's a pretty clear need. How do people foster that connection without seeming like they're being obsequious or phony or self-serving? How does that happen? Well, I think there are a few things we can do because this is a very um, high stakes relationship, isn't it? You know, yes, it we is. rely on our boss often to be advocates for us and provide direction and clarity. And they most certainly are relying on us. Uh, how do we want to manage this relationship? I think one of the most important things is simply keeping your promises. Yeah. Really making a point, even if it's a small thing. You know, if you said you would follow up with the notes, do it. If mm -hmm. you said you would schedule the next connect, do it. Um, those little things aren't so little and and can really build trust being able to keep your commitments um and and promises i think the other thing is something we touched on earlier good old empathy standing in their shoes asking questions like oh wow that new initiative uh is, is being launched what can i do to make it easier mm -hmm. um or wow, I imagine this really changes our priorities. Do you want to talk about how we can calibrate those? Um, so I think some basic empathy, observing their preferences. You know, what do you notice about some of their preferences? Do they ask you for updates in writing a lot? Well, think about catering to that need rather than coming in and verbally updating them. Um uh, or do you notice they're grumpy and frustrated after the board <laughs> meeting on Friday afternoons? That's probably not the best time to come and consult them or uh, ask for an impromptu meeting, right? So just those noticing skills. Um, and I, I think another one is just to remember they're people too. Yeah, they're human. They have frailties. They make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. They, exactly. And they, they probably wear many other hats like sister, um, friend, mom right. or partner to someone. Right. You know, yes. even yes. saying, yeah. oh, before Remembering. we jump in, before we jump into the you know business, how was your weekend? And I remember you said you were visiting colleges. How did that go with your kid? You know, that stuff matters. It matters a lot. Remembering that this is a human being and fostering human connections makes such a difference on so many different levels. I mean, just in feeding another person's soul. I think that makes a big, big difference. Yeah. And feeling seen, you yeah. know, a complete person, not just an administrator or information resource, right? It feels good to be seen. It does. It does. So are there other 
stakeholders that we need to cultivate connections with and and you know why do they matter who are some of those stakeholders i think an important one that we forget about sometimes are those organizational influencers these are not necessarily people who are highest ranking in the in the hierarchy or with the biggest ritziest titles um but they are often hubs of information. Mm-hmm. They are often, you know, default advisors that people go to, you know, to to run something past, to to ask their advice on something. And one of the things I've noticed, especially about these positive influencers, is they can really energize projects and initiatives. So let's say you're running a new initiative, you're doing something about sustainability um, within your organization and you want it to be accepted and embraced, I would really consider looking to some of those those influencers and energizers within your company, again, may not be the most high ranking, but can put huge support behind your idea, can tell you about tripwires that you need to absolutely avoid Mm -hmm. um, or approaches that, that will work. Right. So don't forget that group. Yeah. And sometimes I think that group is overlooked. I think people spend a lot of time trying to connect with the biggest decision maker, um, the person who can allocate the most resources. But often the influencer is the door to that person. And yes. yeah, and you don't know who has relationship with whom. So I think that's important. Right. It's like we're often going for the celebrity endorsement when mm-hmm. sometimes it's the every person endorsement yeah. that could mean more to people and make a bigger impact. Very much so. Do you see that do you see any value in reconnecting with people that you've lost touch with? I do. I do. I I really believe in the power of resilience, not just for us as individuals, but even our connections and our Mm -hmm. relationships are are pretty resilient. And I think we've all lost connections with someone at one point or another, um, not necessarily for purposeful reasons, because we didn't like them or care, but because other things in our lives happen to take precedent. And so there's a framework I really like, and I I talk about this in my book, Quick Confidence, but it's about being a little more strategic about Mm -hmm. our relationships and connections. And and so let's say we're going to a a really important industry event. Um, Joanne, I know you and I have been to some of these together, and maybe it's, it's one you go to every year. Before you go to that, you can use this framework called Start, Sustain, revive. And the idea is, who might I like to start or initiate a relationship with? You know, is there someone I've always wanted to meet, a company I've really been interested in connecting with, or or thought leader I've been following? Sustain, is there someone I already know um, who I'd like to maybe deepen the connection with and make sure to have a touch point with at that conference or that event? And then there's revive. Is there a relationship that has maybe withered a little bit on the vine? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. of us have faced this where I could do something to potentially revive it. 
And, and my piece of advice here when people are, are going to do this, which I think is absolutely worth it, is that it becomes extra important to keep your promises. Oh, yeah. You've you know, got to so show up. That's yep. right. So if you yep, say, yep, yep. hey, it's been too long. I'm sorry I haven't reached out sooner. Um, can we do lunch? It becomes really important to then follow up on that request, especially knowing you might have had a little history of things falling by the wayside. So yeah. not all is lost, <laughs> even if the connection's gotten a little bit distant. And I'm glad to hear you say that because one of the things people have said repeatedly about this pandemic and post-pandemic period is feeling disconnected, um, feeling like their networks have shrunk instead of expanded. And I don't think that it has to stay that way. I think that we can reach out to people. And what I have found in reaching out to people that I've lost touch with is we're both glad to reconnect. You know, it's not like they're like, oh, you know, who is Joanne Smigel? I barely remember her. Um, no, people are happy to have the human connection again. Very happy. Are you seeing yes. that too? Yes, I, I absolutely see value in some of those lost connections. In fact, that might be too damning a word to use, right? Mm -hmm. It might have just gotten some, some distance in the relationship. But, you know, one of the things that continues to surprise people, a data point when I share it, I'm sure, Joanne, you've heard it, is that we actually get more opportunities, more juicy job offers from our weaker ties. Than yeah, which is interesting. Ties, yes, know, yes. Tight inner circles. And part of that is because um, oftentimes with our inner circle of best friends or colleagues, it's kind of oversaturated. It's, you know, if people know of opportunities, um, you know, those have already been shared. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we start talking to second and third order connections, those weaker connections, we see more opportunities materialize. And so I, I think it's important to remember these don't have to be grand gestures to reach out to somebody and reconnect. It doesn't need to be a marriage proposal, right? <laughs> it can be as simple as um, I saw this article and it made me think of you. It's been a while since we connected and I'd love to reconnect. Yeah, it does not have to be a big, I, I love that, that it can be easy. It does have to be natural though. I uh, think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. If it's contrived, I think people can see through that. Sure. Yeah. If it feels like a generic sales pitch, I think it is important to ask uh, what what's something that might be of service to this person? I'm a big believer in that generosity mindset when mm -hmm. it comes to your network. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the idea. You said that the... Um, word what was it you just said uh the lost ties or lost connections that that's probably not good language for this i've read an article a while back oh it's a harvard business review article and i can't remember who wrote it but they term them as dormant ties um not lost connections so i think that the language that we frame this with in our heads makes a big difference too i think so. you're right and and i think there's another plug there for coaching yourself to have that growth mindset mm -hmm. instead of uh, I'll never get fill in the blank skill. 
right. um, financial management abilities or the knack for public speaking or, you know, whatever it may be. I haven't figured it out yet. Yet, exactly. I'm still working on public yes. speaking. I'm still working on my financial management abilities. So I couldn't advocate harder for what you just said about really checking the language we're using. Yeah. Even yeah. even when it's self-talk. Yes, especially when it's self-talk because it's so powerful. The yeah. messages that we give ourselves are so, 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 so powerful. So Selena Rizvani, you are, to me, the country's leading expert on confidence, negotiating, and leadership. I would love for you to come back. Um, I would love for people to hear more from you about these topics. And I'd like to go deeper in our exploration of your book. Um, if you don't have quick confidence, be authentic, create connections, and make bold bets on yourself. You need to get it today because there are lots of useful tools that you can use immediately. It's not theoretical nonsense. It's actual practical tools. Remind my listeners of how they can, con well, first, are you going to come back? I would love to come back, Joanne. Time with you is always well spent. You're awesome. I feel the same way about you. Tell my listeners how they can connect with you and where can they find Quick Confidence and Pushback is your earlier book. So where can they find those two books? Well, you can find Quick Confidence and my other books on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. I hope you'll come visit me at my website, selenarezvani.com. And I post video leadership content five days a week on TikTok, Instagram, et cetera. Um, and across all of those, my username is Selena Resvani. I love it. Thank you very much. And thank you for spending time with me and with my listeners today, Selena. And I'm looking forward to you coming back. Thank you, Joanne. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.